This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, this is Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I am your host, Erica Lance, and I've had a lot of wine. With me today is... Uh, Mark Muncy from Erie, Florida. And our guest today, Mark, do you want to announce our guest today? Because you didn't get to do the that. The incomparable, the astounding, Harry Turtle Dove. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled to have him here. So. Cool that you are. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we're drinking, because I've drunk most of the bottle. Um, 19 Crimes which is aged 30 days in a rum barrel. I don't even know why that's necessary. 30 days isn't going to do jack shit, but it's called The Uprising. Nice. <laughs> I'm doing my coffee shop of horrors, La Petite Mort Coffee. They're wonderful French vanilla. Cannot recommend it highly enough. So good. Oh, my and, gosh. Harry, what are you drinking? I, I have a New Belgium triple here, and it is deliciously fermented. It is... Eight and a half percent, and I am slightly toasted. How are you? I am more than slightly toasted, and I love that you're on the show. Okay, this is supposed to be rapid-fire questions. I usually have about three because that's all I can remember. So what is your favorite book of all time? Uh, the book that you, you – mine or others? Yours. What is your favorite book? I never. I, I'm. I'm sorry. You're going to have to find another question for that one because I never answer what my favorite book is. That's sort of like asking me what my favorite kid is. Again, it depends on who's in front of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> then I'm. What about your least favorite book? Same deal. All right. Oh, okay. Well, this is difficult. Mark, do you have a yeah? Well, that that's part yeah. of my job. That's Your good. Question. That's good. Talk okay. about Conan. You were bringing that up on the last. I, was bringing up, I brought up Conan on the last one, so uh, let's let's get to it. Uh, you got to write a Conan book. How did that happen? I wanted to write that story for a long time. I wrote to Catherine DeCamp, Camp, Elspray D. Camp's wife, who at that time was the big boss of the rights, and she said no, but I eventually persuaded her and persuaded the people who had taken over the rights to writing Conan stories from the decamps that I might do a halfway decent job of it. And so I wrote it and it was fun. I was going to say, you had the, the tone down the, the Howard, Robert E. Howard tone perfectly. I was, uh, this one of my, well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is writing pastiche writing in a way that, makes me try to sound like somebody I'm not. And thank you for thinking I did it halfway decently. Oh no, it was fantastic. It's, it's uh, one of my faves and, uh, and, and you know, one of the reasons I was so happy you were coming on the show. So that was definitely very cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. I will let you know that when I told Mark, who's one of my co-hosts, I have several that you were coming on the show. He was like, yes, please. He had a fangirl moment. I call it a fangirl yeah. moment. Yeah. When yeah. And, uh, and you know, and, and it was and it was for the safety of your other co-hosts because if you know if I had to be like in runner-up or something, there might have been other accidents happen. Yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> want you to take out a single co-host because that no, would be no. bad for me when it comes to the romance writers I have to talk to. That you'd be sitting on the thing going, "Cool." Oh gosh, they're going to say Jane Eyre is their favorite book again. No, no. <laughs> 
started about that. You know how I go on anyway. Um, well, let's talk about role play. Are you a gamer? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you a gamer? Didn't hear you. Like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. I I I am a gamer in a limited, specialized sense. My game of choice that I've played for close to 55 years now is APA Simulation Baseball. I am, you know, it's D&D for baseball geeks, basically. Wow. Baseball with cards and dice. So, wow, baseball, like I'm totally thrown off. I played so many role-playing games, and I'm like, how do, even Mark, I can tell from the look on his face right there. I, I remember playing one time, they were, I remember seeing that at a Gen Con and they were playing the '76 Reds versus the '27 Yankees. And yeah, like, that's that's kind that's kind of that's kind of the fun of it. As a matter of fact, yep. you know, is doing things that you couldn't do in real life. That sounds like another novel coming up. I've 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 I have a I have written a baseball novel. As a matter of fact, oh, I missed that one. All right, tell me about that one. It came out from tour in 2016 or 2017. Uh, oh God! Now the title. This is what now I have to remember the title after drinking beer. Wait, 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 wait! One, I will find it. <laughs> here we have live stuff here. Wait one, because I am just silly enough that I that I I'm, I'm losing titles. This is what happens. Oh, that's, that's what happens. You write three digits. when when you get old. I don't think it's age when you write over a hundred. Oh, that's a great question. I just thought. Of oh one. no! It, it 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 is. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it, it's. Uh, it's totally age because this did not happen to me. Wait a second. I will find it because I know where it is on the shelf. This is really, this is, this is really embarrassing. And if you can edit some of it out, I will happily let you do that. Oh, I'm sure she'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I think it's I think called the oh Jesus Christ! It's it's called it's called it's called the House of Daniel, and it's sort of modeled after the House of David, but not quite. The House of David was a touring semi-pro baseball team, and except I set this in a fantasy universe during the Depression. I remember the plot, even if I don't have, even if I have trouble remembering the title. Which is embarrassing, but that's what you get for asking an old fart. <laughs> okay. My question. Oh my gosh, I just lost my question. No, I didn't lose my question. My question for you is I'm proud of myself. Um, have you ever been asked to make any of your stories into a role playing game? Have I ever been asked? Um... There, there has been some dickering. Uh, there have been some people who have done it fanishly. I haven't made a lot of money from it, but that's all right. I'm not, you know, it could be interesting. What, what of your series do you think would do the best at being a role-playing game? Probably Timeline 191 
where the United States and Confederate States square off in World War One and World War Two. That is a good series. I liked your, um, is it the Alien Invasion during World War Two? Thank you. The yeah, World War the, books. The World War books, yes. Those were quite fun. And then your, um, your other, the World War Fantasy World with the Dragons. Um, oh, the Darkness books. Thank you. Yes. Again, all great series and highly recommended. Uh, I always thought that would make a nice like Game of Thrones style because you've got all the World War II, you know, just combine Band of Brothers and Game of Thrones and you got, you know, there you go. And that's like pre-made. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Hollywood agrees with you, I will be very happy. Or at all least right. my bank account will. All right. Well, we'll let them know that you're up for that. So Yes. <laughs> Mark will send some strongly worded letters on your behalf. Yep. Oh, there you go. That, that my problems are solved. Yep. D. B. Benahoff, Hollywood. <laughs> Type in the now. <laughs> Why is this not being made? So, have, do you have a story graveyard? Do you have a graveyard of stories that start and then you're like, ah, uh, this is not going anywhere. Well, I mean, look, everybody who's starting out, or almost everybody has anywhere from half a million to a million words in the trunk that no one will ever buy because all they're good for is wrapping three-day-old dead fish. You know, I certainly have that. And I have stories that I've written over the years that nobody ever wanted. Not a whole lot, but some. It happens. It's part of the business. Have you thought about um, self-publishing those stories? Not really. Um, it may have that may happen one of these days if I feel the urge, but it hasn't happened yet. What about? Um, have you? Oh my goodness! I had a thought there, and then it just dissipated. Right, well, I'll go with mine then. With the best of Harry Turtle Dove coming out, did you get to pick, or was this you know? What they picked. Um, it, it, it was it was collaborative between me and Subterranean Press, who were publishing it, which is only fair. They they do amazing editions of stuff. So um, and yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're, they're very limited. So I will make sure to uh, make everyone know to pre-order because Subterranean Press is by all means. By all means, Subterranean Press does limited runs. What most, most of their stuff? Yep. A lot of their stuff. Well, then we definitely have to broadcast it because that's just silliness. Just <laughs> silliness. That keeps, the, that keeps the collectible value up for a lot of their stuff too. So, do you have people bring you old? Oh, that was my question. Oh my gosh! Hello, wine just came back to my question. Um, <laughs> do you have people bring up stuff that you've written in your books that you don't remember? Yeah, by now I do. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've put out a lot of words, and I have a very good memory, but I do not have a perfect memory. You remember all the set of little characters? Because I, I have nowhere near the collection you do. But I had a couple characters that I put in one series of books that were just like the barista that hands somebody coffee, for instance, right? And... I had fans approach me and they were talking about this barista as if like, why haven't I written a book about this barista that literally hands a character a coffee? 
And I was sitting there and they're talking about this and I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I, I acknowledge them. I have, I, yes, I, yes, I have had moments like that. It happens. What do you do in those moments? Because I faked it. I was you like, feel stupid. What are you going to do? <laughs> I literally went back to my house. You know, if, like, it, you know if, if it happens online, you go, let me check that. And then you go back and you try and find this person or whatever it is in the book and oh that's or no I mean I you know I had a you know I had a moment the other day where I denied that I had ever written a story by a title that I had written a you know that I had written a story under that title yes I had but I had to check because I'm stupid you know it was 35 years ago I forgot it okay I think that's brilliant because I think it's interesting because fans, I was talking to uh, uh, one of the authors that I have and she was telling me her fans keep asking her like these little subtle questions. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I, you know, there are little details and I'm like, you know, super acknowledge them because they're creating a world for themselves out of these books now. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, you saying something like that makes me feel less dumb anyway. <laughs> totally. Because I was like, okay, well, that's what happens. And I I had that happen in my first, like, again, I'm an, I, I fairly, even though it's been 10 years, I had that moment like three years ago where somebody completely fangirled out on me and remembered some obscure part of my book and was so excited to meet me, which was brilliant. But I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is she talking about? Right? <laughs> but I went home. I did a control F going, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I used a character to just like make the story move forward. And I was like, I are you so? Are you going to write this story about the barista? Yes, I added him to book three because I swear, if she sees it, she'll probably come up to me at a convention. And go, remember me? Yeah, yeah. Great <laughs> yeah, to see you. So fantastic. Added him to story three just for you because apparently he had such an impact. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so writing alternative history as you do what? Are you more inspired by like other fiction or by reading the history and then just going, Ooh, I wonder what if. Usually by reading the actual history. So I figured as much. Uh, other, well, you know, other fiction has already done it. Mm. Do you read, um, are you friends with Bill Fawcett? Yes. You read, what do you think of his, because I love his book. He is one of the funniest people ever, but I love his book. He is, yeah. He's, he was he was hysterical on this show because we got through this episode where it's supposed to be rapid fire and I wasn't going fast enough for him. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I drank a bottle of wine. What do you <laughs> He was very, anyway, him and his wife are amazing. But what do you yep. think of history because i love how he talks about the the like kind of weird weird stuff that nobody talks about bill is bill is a very smart guy that knows a hell of a lot of weird things I, there there are there is no two ways around that do you find it interesting that your friend group 
and I'm I'm doing a lot of assuming as I'm asking this question as if I know, but you were during a time of writing, you're, you still are, but during a time of writing when it was not as large of a community of writers as it is now. I'm going to say this correctly, I promise. I'm, I'm paid so much to do that. Um, but, you know, all of these people who have now become like the huge names, what is that like kind of for you? I don't know if that has an impact at all. Does it have an impact at all knowing that like all these people are kind of big names, including yourself in the writing communities? Uh, you know, I, look, I, I have been lucky enough to make a living at this for 30 years now. Past that, I don't worry about anything, you know? I managed to buy a house. I put my kids through school. I had, you know, I did stuff that I liked doing instead of doing stuff that some Yahoo in a suit told me to do. And past that, I don't care about any of the other stuff. Who cares about the other junk? I love that you said that because I think when you're looking at being a writer or you're looking at doing a passion job full time, you have to remember what the end goal is of that passion job and what you want to get out of it. Me and Mark were literally talking about this before the podcast. Before the podcast. Right? Yeah, literally, seriously, because I, you know, it's, it's what you want to do. And it's interesting when you look at going, if you, if you're a writer and you shoot to be JK Rowling's and make a billion dollars or however much fucking money. JK Rowling did not choose to make a billion dollars. She had it fall out of the sky and hit her in the head. Yeah. Exactly. But if you're a writer and you go, I want to be JK Rowling's, I'm like, uh, mm, maybe I appreciate you. Don't shoot that high. Scale it back a bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, you, you know, the really rich writers, you can count probably on the fingers of both hands, you know. Exactly. And you're, you know, that may happen, but it's probably not gonna. I made a living at it. I'm damn lucky. I'm happy. And I think that's brilliant. It's making a living and setting up your life to make a living doing what you love. Yeah, when I was doing ghostwriting, it was just, it was paying the bills. I mean, I wasn't, you know, my name wasn't out there, but I was enjoying what I was doing because I was writing and I was making money. Yeah. Mark, yeah. we've had this conversation about you actually publishing your own shit. I know it took forever, but we got there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, when you're writing, what is your writing setup? So you do longhand. Do you have to be, do you listen to music? Do you have to be in silence? Do you like being in a coffee shop? Obviously, COVID no. I I I, I usually I usually do it in the you know in the house. I have a chair that I work in. Um, usually, I prefer quiet. If my wife or my daughter who lives with us are watching TV, I will put music on, so I will be listening to my noise instead of their noise. You know, but. Uh, what kind of music? Do you I, um, mostly sixties and seventies rock, because that's what I grew up with. Can you do? You, uh, well, rock. You're listening to words. I know a lot of writers talk about the fact that they can't listen to words because it gets very distracting to them. 
But I'm assuming you have a playlist and you just let it run. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I put on what I feel like hearing right then, or what will, you know, what will keep me from paying too much attention to whatever else is going on, and that, and I write. You know, I mean, look, I, I've been I've been doing this since my kids were tiny and had no idea how not make noise. You know, you 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 kind of learn to tune this stuff out. Oh my God, that is so true. And all of us on this call, same thing, same thing. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's interesting. I, you know, when you talk about your, when did your kids realize you are who you are? Writing-wise? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're my, you know, they're my kids. They don't take me too seriously, and they shouldn't. You know, that's all. You know, the, the, you know, the, one, the one thing, you know, uh, once at a World Con, one, you know, somebody came up to one of my daughters and asked, does he make puns at the dinner table too? And she said, yeah, because I do that. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have seen you and spider Robinson do a, a pun competition at some point. Cause you guys are the, I've, I, 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 I don't, I've, I've never done a pun panel with spider. I've, I've done pun panels with cons before it gets silly. Nice. Nice. That would I'd I'd pay money for that. That'd you know, spy, spy, spider has spider is faster um, orally than I am. I'm 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 I you know I I will match him on paper, but but he's faster orally than I am. Yeah, I you'll pay yeah, money for that, there, Mark. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be as long as I can moderate the panel. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say two words. I'd just be just done laughing so hard because. <laughs> They're both incredible. So. Oh, do, do you do you know the the story about Spider Robinson's pun contest with Theodore Sturgeon? No. no. They were okay. They were they were at a convention together, and they went to this Asian restaurant, and each one of them, in turn had to make a pun on, you know, the items in the menu, going down the menu. And they got to item 43, whatever the number, I'm making the number up, okay? And Ted looked at it, and he put the menu down, and he said, I resign. And Spider looked at it, and he put the menu down. He said, I resign. Item number 43 was chick peas curry. (laughs) 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 Got your episode title right there, Erica. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you know Pierce Anthony? No. Because he is, he does pun, like the entire Zant series is puns. I yes, I, I I know of him. I do not know him. Wow, how has uh, we? It's in. We get to go talk to him as soon as COVID is 
well, whatever. I'm not even going to say that anymore. <laughs> We've been saying that for a year now. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm done saying it. Um, what about COVID for you? Have you found it? You've been a writer for so long. I, I've talked to a lot of it writers. Changed my, it changed my life, my life very little, except that we don't have friends over. You know, I right as of now, I have had my shots. I should be immune. Uh, my wife has had her first shot. She hasn't had her second one yet. You know, we are looking forward to the day when we can have our friends over and our, you know, and, and family over who've had their shots and we can do, you know, and get back to being human beings again. But I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a cave dweller anyway. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because, you know, this affected, I think a lot of people who don't get to write for a living like you're doing went, you know, I would love to be able to stay at home and just have time to write. And then this happened. And I think a lot of them were like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I was, I was pre-adapted for this. This is, you know, this is what I do. <laughs> I was born in darkness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay. Um, when you read books, do you, first of all, I'm going back. Sorry, super drunk. Um, do you uh, read a lot? Yes, you have to. Fiction or nonfiction? These days, mostly nonfiction. Do you review books you read? I'm sorry, do I review them? Yes. N no. Why? Because I could be perceived as self-interested, you know. Um, I have, you know, I have my opinion. Some books I like, some books I don't. But that's, you know, if, if people I know ask me, have you read this? And I have, I'll say yes. And I thought, whatever. But I have never been a person who feels like inflicting nonfiction opinions on strangers. Do you get asked a lot to read books for other people? Like, do you get asked by, I don't, I'm assuming. Blurbing, blurbing and things. Yes. I, that happens. How do you approach that when that you get asked that? Mostly I say, if you ask me that, I will probably have this book sit here for the next six months until my blurb isn't worth anything anymore because I'm chronically behind on my reading, which is also true. God knows. No, I. you know, it's interesting is talking to a as, lot as, 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 as you have found dealing with me in email, I am not the most efficient person God ever made. No, I would not give you points in efficiency. No. Yeah. Humor, I give you many, many points. Yeah. Efficiency, maybe not so many. <laughs> all that matters is the improv. That's all that matters. The improv. It, no, totally. I think it's interesting because I think the more famous you get as an author, of course, the more people want you to put um, things on books. But I think, you know, it's an interesting position to be in when you're handed books and, you know, if you, don't you know, I, you know, it, you know, I will, you know, I will gladly do it for friends, for strangers, not nearly so much. What is the weirdest request you've ever gotten from a fan? 
Somebody asked me to make a hero named, I will say George, because that's not the name that the person asked for. Because this person said that people by this name are never heroes in books. <laughs> so I should do that. You do that? No, I'm going to have a person by that name do something really horrible one of these days, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love everything about that. Okay. So we have to wrap up here, but would you give, what would be your number one piece of writing advice for authors out there? Uh, the process is very simple. You read, you write, you read, you write, you read, you write, you repeat endlessly. And submit, too. Let, let people see it, see what they think. Perfection. I love it. Okay, so easy to Google, Harry Turtle Dove, easy, easy. But you do um, haunt Twitter, correct? Uh, infest is the word you're looking for. Sorry, infest Twitter. How do people find your infestation on Twitter? At HN Turtle Dove. Oh my gosh. You have been so thoroughly brilliant to have on the show. You are so hysterical and I thoroughly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me for heaven's sake. Absolutely. The moment your name was mentioned, I'm like, yes, please. Yep. Yep. And uh, we are thrilled beyond belief. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thank and you, Mark. The uh, grabbing that uh, the new book from Prince of Cats publishing what's the yes. title again one more time Let's the title more. the title is or even eagle flew and it's about amelia Earhart and the battle of britain and then you have another collection of the very best of harry turtle dove coming out the, when coming out the end of april from subterranean which the title is the the best of harry turtle dove assuming there is such a thing well, apparently there is because they're publishing it. So that's that shows means. what they know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we won't tell them. But apparently, from what Mark is saying, get that because apparently they don't do nearly I'm enough. Gonna hit my uh, local bookshop tomorrow and get the pre-order in just to make sure I lock it in. So okay. Thank good. you. Thank you. Thank you. No yeah, problem. do that for me too, Mark, because you know I'm too drunk to think about it. Good point. I, I, I get to. I'll get to. Okay. Get no to. Okay. So, See, Mark, this is what you get for drinking coffee. I know. I'm the sober one. I'm the designated driver for this. So, you know. There you go. <laughs> very frequently my designated. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I'm allowed to drink and know things. Harry Turtle, you've been thoroughly amazing. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay. This has been Drinking with Authors. I've been your host, Erica Lance. I've been Mark Muncy from Erie, Florida. And we will see you next time. And I'm Harry Turtledove. Yes. Okay, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye.